Good morning and welcome to HRV, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. Hey, Stacey, how are you? I'm good, John. I'm good. I am home in North Carolina this week and um, it's a beautiful morning and uh, it's uh, regular radio time. So you're uh, for this week, at least, within our regular radio time, we might be a little bit out of sync next week because I'll be in Amsterdam next week. Um, but how about you? Are you uh, uh, doing well? Because you're right smack dab in the in the in the middle of everything in California. Um, everything okay for you and, and your family? You know, it's it's crazy, and there are there are really interesting things. I have friends whose whose house burned down and whose place of business burned down who don't have savings accounts. Wow. Um, and they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They can collect um, unemployment because there's no place to go to work, but um, you can't find a place to rent because 5,700 houses burned down. And so, so it is. It is a disaster. This is not Puerto Rico, uh, but it is a disaster of significant impact to the people whose houses are in ruins and the sky is filled with ash now beautiful sunsets we get beautiful sunsets the sun turns this color red that you've never seen before um and, and well, the, sky, the sky has great colors if you can see it through the haze i was just gonna say i that definitely uh, i'd say you were putting a silver lining on 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 things um as sometimes you have to do when you're in those situations you got to find the beauty in, in between everything but yeah no my my uh, heart and our thoughts i think go out to everybody who's who's dealing with this it's a little hard with all of this to keep talking about hr technology and the and the and the work that we're doing but on the other hand i i can't imagine being an employee who's in some of those situations and not having the right hr technology to deal with some of the communication needs that are that are required when you're going through tragedy and um, upheaval in your life, right? It's crazy. It's just crazy. And and so so we came back, you know, we were we were in um, Heather and I both were in Las Vegas last week for the the HR tech conference, which was an insulated little bubble out of which yeah. we couldn't see. So all we all we could do is fantasize about whether or not we had a house. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here we are. And life goes on. And how is your recovery from the HR tech? Well, you know, I think like everybody else, HR tech was a little surreal this year. You know, not only had we, um, you know, came into HR tech with um, the tragedy the week before, but we had many friends, you included, who were sort of not sure what they were going to be heading home to. Um, we had a really large push at the event um, uh, with Molly Lombardi and her um, HR Gives Back. Um, so it was it was a different HR tech, but coming back from it, I realized there was, you know, we we didn't see a ton of news that that I think was groundbreaking at this HR tech, but it definitely felt to me, anyways, like um, this was a, a bit of a of a year of really you know building out some interesting things that will that will bear fruit probably in another year or two. And so if you were able to sort of, I think, cut through some of the emotional stuff going on last week, um, there were some interesting things that were happening. Um, a couple of things that I, I put on the list this week that um, were the um, the 10 companies that were selected for the new products 
of uh, representing excellence and innovation in the HR vendor community. So it's basically the big award program that um, HR Executive Magazine puts on for the HR Tech Conference every year. And usually there's 10 companies who sort of encompass what I think the, the commentary is. These are the things that you know, highlight the direction and the um, performance that we're expecting to see out of HR technology you know, in the coming years. And so I pulled those organizations and a little bit about what they uh, represented. Um, and it's a nice mix of what I would consider traditional organizations and newer organizations for us to chat a little bit about today. Um, if we also have some time, there, you know, work they did have their conference the same week. Um, and so their um, their data as a service benchmarking services has been widely convert, you know, talked about by the finance analyst, and it's probably worth us mentioning a little bit what that looks like and how it compares to someone like an ADP's benchmarking, um, because I think benchmarking will be a lot of the conversation this year. Will people have enough depth to do it right? Um, and then if we have time, Facebook is making news this week. On top of all the other things that are going on, Facebook is testing a resume feature um, to uh, to take on LinkedIn. So, so as much as it feels a bit surreal, there's still a lot going on, John. <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is. Um, we'll look back at this time, and we will see that this is where um, there was an inflection point in the evolution of yeah. technology. Right, but some of the things we won't get to talk about today. Uh, Paychex has this, this amazing new iris scanning tool um, uh, for doing time clocks, right? Yeah. It's it's the beginning of the end of sort of mechanical involvement in processes because you can get it all done with your with your um, bio signals rather than uh, having to manually interface with the machine. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it was interesting. I, I had a really good question by um, uh, Mike Senka, who is the CEO of Movilla, which is, is just, um, he used to run authority for those who knew sort of the HR analytics space. Um, and he asked me, what things will be going away in the next 20 years that, you know, you see today that are, and, and my, you know, answer to him was wearables. You know, very similar to this conversation. I think, you know, we're not going to have something in the next 20 years, uh, like wearables, everything will be tracked and scanned from our eyes to the environments around us, to the Internet of Things, right? Um, we will be much less likely to be comfortable carrying stuff with us as we will sort of just the environment picking up on who we are. Um, but that's also on the very creepy side of HR, right? <laughs> oh, you know, you know, and I'm not sure I agree with you. That's, that's, that's um, an, an interesting thing. I really like being able to leave my phone in the car when I go out to a restaurant. Yeah. And I really, really like being able to take my watch off when I don't want to think about time. Um, I, I don't so much like leaving my glasses behind because I get kind of blind when I don't have my glasses. Um, uh, but, but, but the but the but, but there you know I don't I don't wear them in the shower, um, <laughs> so so I'm not sure that 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 what we're going to see is a mass move to people not wanting to be able to separate themselves from technology. I think you might even 
think that people will want to separate themselves more from technology, that they'll be tired of being measured all the time. And so, yeah. so the idea that, that whatever technology you have is exactly wearable and not wearable um, um, will increase in importance. So that, that, that's, an that's an interesting debate to kick around a little bit, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, especially when you take a look at these top ten winners from the awards program. Um, so one of the um, programs is ADP's Compass, um, their um, 360-degree feedback assessment tool. Right? Uh, it's about personalizing coaching services via the web. This is based off of some of their recent things that they picked up. I believe um, some of this is, is based off of their Marcus Buckingham um, acquisition as well. And the the idea of personalization to me is is sort of what you were talking about, you know, which is I want to take it or leave it in some sense. I think that what that's going to turn into is companies, tools, technology that needs to have constant access to data is going to figure out a way to make it so you don't notice that they're gathering data about you, right? That, that they're just gathering it in all the ways in which you don't have to worry about whether or not you're wearing something that's accessing that information or gathering that information. And, you know, you get something like this with 360-degree feedback assessments that are constantly on, constantly available. Do you stop feeling like you're being assessed and this is just part of your workflow is giving some insight and feedback um, as you would with something like the Marcus Buckingham program so, so, built into so did Compass? You, did you get good grades in school, Stacey? I did. Can you tell? <laughs> well, well. So, so I think I think people who who think that good grades are a good thing, and, and, and that's not everybody. And there's not much yeah. correlation between good grades and um, life performance. But people who think that good grades are a good thing don't mind being measured. Mm-hmm. An awful lot of people mind being measured. Yeah. Um, an awful lot of people find measurement to be intrusive. They find grading and evaluation and being the subject of judgment to be intrusive. And so, so I, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, the people, the people who install evaluation systems, pretty much all got good grades. <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing everything they're supposed to do every day, right? They get up in the morning, early in the morning, go do their exercises. Yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> Well, even that, you know, the idea that there's something that you're supposed to do every day, that's, that's sort of a, um, not the way it is in most cultures, right? The, the, this, this American hyper-regimented thing where you can tell if somebody's on the track or not on the track by their behavior, maybe that's not the way it is for everybody. And, and I don't think we know enough yet to tell. Well, and, and I think similarly to you know how we discussed every one of the HR technology environments, you know we we you, know, you mentioned the the bio clocks for ADP. I think you know we're going to find that what we thought people were doing at work, right? You know what what showed up in the paperwork, what shows up in performance management, maybe isn't really what they're doing at work, or may not be what's the most important things they're doing at work, particularly for you know knowledge based workers, right? Um, and I think that's going to be the same thing with almost anything as we start tracking people and actually tracking real behavior. You know, and I, and I bring this down, break this down to you. I mean, one of the things we missed the week of HR Check was that uh, one of the Nobel Prize winners um, was the gentleman who had done so much work on behavior-based um, economics, right? Right. And the original idea around economics was that 
everybody would make good decisions for them based off of what would be the right financial decision if, you know, if everybody averaged out, right? So all these big economic theories that we had was just the idea that people would make good decisions because that's what people did with money involved. And behavior-based economics basically said, no, when we really watch what people are doing, their behaviors are much more (laughs) based off of their perceptions and their beliefs and their feelings about money. And it changes the whole dynamics of how we think about economics. And I think we're going to have the same same thing that happens with work as well. Wouldn't you agree at some level? Oh, oh, oh you, know, you know, so, so just, to, just to run down a tangent, one of, there's a company called Humanize that I covered in, in the report, um, which will publish a week from, not a week from, it'll publish on Monday. Yeah, it's coming, um, yeah. Wow, well, it's coming, it's coming. You can find out about it on the HR Examiner website. Um, but Humanize um, is a Boston-based company that measures and monitors behavior, but it doesn't evaluate, judge, or recommend. It just measures. It yeah. just measures. It doesn't. It doesn't tell you what the measurement means. You have to look at the measurement and figure out for yourself what it means. That's a difference between something that's going to be a very long-term thing and these these emerging systems that claim to know what right and wrong are mm-hmm. and claim to know how to guide you through right and wrong, those are going to be very temporary because at precisely as you say, we don't actually know what happens in the workplace. Yeah. So, so well, that's cool. So, so the ADP thing is a lot like the ultimate software coaching system and the Ceridian coaching system, and, and these things are emerging. These things they're are emerging. They're emerging, and I think what's interesting about all of them is that they all have some level. You know, it's it's very nascent at the moment. I think you probably know better than most, but they all have some level of machine learning built into them, where they're gathering data to make sure that they're they're sort of continuously evolving in how they think about what is good or not good from a feedback perspective, right? Um, so that'll be interesting to watch to see how much of their I guess content and information because they do almost all of them provide a level of content and information to go along. Some some insight plus then what do you do with that insight? Right, will change because of what they're finding. Right. Hopefully, although although it's possible to imagine that 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 doesn't happen at all. That it's just self reinforcing. So so we're we're going to learn a lot as we watch this. Now now the next one the next one on your list is better works. Yeah. BetterWorks continuous performance management, and that means what? That they have periodic check-ins, coaching, more coaching, um, and uh, detailed tracking of projects. Um, I wonder why do you suppose these guys won the best product award? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, BetterWorks has been embroiled a little bit because they had um, just. Of November, actually, or not November, but uh, two months ago, they had some challenges with, I believe it was their CEO who um, had um, some harassment um, charges against him. And and so I didn't get a chance because the week that that broke was the week I was supposed to do a briefing with them. So I didn't, haven't had a chance to see their product. But from the conversations that I've heard from a lot of organizations, you know, outside of their brand issues that they were dealing with because of some of those changes, we know that they've they've had some turnover because of that in their senior leadership. Um, the product itself is very focused on understanding sort of the um, things that are going on in work 
and assessing based off of those things more than just sort of what a manager says you're doing or what even you write down and say that you're doing. So a little bit more about activities than it is, I think, about, you know, goals that you write down, which is a big conversation we've been having a lot, which is this idea of tracking the actual work, right? Right, right. Okay, so they track the actual work inside of the HRIS. I wonder, I wonder how, how big a deal that is. Yeah. yeah. I, guess we'll, I guess we'll see as they evolve. Yeah. The next one is clear ID, clear contact, which is facial recognition um, for the casual on-demand labor force. So I guess this is kind of like badging temporary help. Yeah. By giving their face scans. Yeah, and and you know to verify and manage that you know sort of on-demand labor force that oftentimes it takes quite a bit of work to get them into a system and out of a system. Right? One one of the things um, I used to um, sit my desk when I was in HR was right next to when I was a, a corporate headquarters for a retail organization. The person who had to deal with the badges in and outside of the building as well as in and outside of the retail warehousing environment. And that's a full-time job, keeping everyone sort of tracked in the system, and particularly when you're dealing with a 20 or 30 or 40% contingent workforce in an environment, right? It's just constantly cycling through how to keep everybody badged. Sometimes it falls under security and audit. Sometimes it falls under HR. But it's always something that has to deal with, are they in the right systems? Are they there when they need to be you know, in the system? And, and can they get into the places they need to get into when they're ready to work? Um, so this may seem like a very small thing, but it's actually a really, really big thing from a time perspective and a security perspective these days for HR, because we know that some of the biggest uh, content breaches and um, ID breaches have been the people who have walked out with laptops or information because they got into the wrong places as contract workers. Okay, so problem solved. And now you got, what the, can you imagine what it would be like to be an Equifax employee getting an award right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd want to get the reward, but you'd hope that nobody noticed you. Um, yeah. you, you know, our friends, our friends at Equifax Workforce Solutions have been in the business for a long, long time, and their their work is powerful and important. And they won this they won this award, and it must it must just be the the craziest paradox of all time for them. Well, you know, it's interesting. One of the things I didn't get to do at HR Tech that I had wanted to do, but I just you know literally ran it. You, you run out of time when you've only got like forty minutes on a stage. But I had gone back through and I looked at the vendors that were sort of first tracked in the Sierra Cedar HR System Survey twenty years ago, and one of the very first vendors to ever be tracked was Tox, which was the original company that most of us work with now, which is the original arm that that is Equifax um, HR Solutions, and Wow, they have literally been in this business for 20 plus years, making enough of of a wave, enough enough sort of of an impact that you know it was tracked in the system you know report that wasn't tracking any other you know organizations at that point. Like PeopleSoft didn't show up for like two or three more years in that report. So uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they have been around a very long time. I'm sure this is a very difficult time for them as they're trying to manage the branding issue, right? That goes along with the fact that they deal with some very sensitive data for organizations. Yep. 
Yep. So the next one is is this one. Let's see. We've got narrative intelligence from Glint. Yeah, this is interesting. You know, I've I've briefed with Glint a couple of times. Have you had an opportunity to brief with Glint, see some of their, their uh, new products? Oh, oh Glint Glint are covered in the uh report. Okay. So is this narrative intelligence part of the part of the report conversation then? Yes it is. Yes, it is, um, uh, and and it's part of you know with with uh, natural language processing, you can actually form coherent narratives out of large bulk um, feedback, uh, and and that's that's a that's a very interesting process. Burning Glass has something similar that they do to track um, uh, the story behind. Job changes and skill changes in the market. So, so the idea is that you can synthesize, you can with a machine, you can synthesize the story underlying large quantities of feedback. Very, very smart technology. Um, um, it's hard. Machines have a hard time prioritizing uh, what's important and understanding what's important, but they don't have a hard time understanding. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does. I mean, they don't have a hard time sort of getting the, the, the details right out of the, the written language, the words, right? But they do have a hard time identifying whether and is more important than, you know, leaving, right? It's more like um, Google Maps can tell me how to get from my house to St. Helena, which is about 90 minutes away, and it can tell me all of the turns. But if a fire breaks out, <laughs> they don't know anything about it. So, you probably so want to be listening to Waze then, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's, there are layers and layers of stuff. Yeah. So that's Glint. Well, yep, yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting to see where where Glint takes this because you know they've been uh, they were one of those companies that showed up early on in the engagement platform space, um, and they're definitely increasing what they're doing. Uh, the other one is Shaker Consulting. Um, uh, Shaker uh, Consulting is a assessment, um, and particularly an assessment um, organization from Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown. Um, <clears throat> so I've been following them for quite a few years. But they're ones that have focused very heavily on these virtual job environments, basically doing a sim, you know simulations that organizations, particularly for these high turnover, high population roles, right, um, that are scientifically assessed and validated to be, you know, um, EEOC compliant, and they're now sort of. Um, doing these, I think, in a, in a little bit easier way to roll them out. They're calling them the standard edition virtual job tryout, right? Which is a little bit, um, you know, a little bit less customized because almost everything they did previously had to be very, very customized. These, these seem to be a little bit less customiz- customization. Um, but they were always very clear to say that their kind of work was done primarily for large for organizations that had very large role sets, right? Like you know, retail sales and pharmaceutical sales, right? Those kind of roles where they had a lot of a huge um, group that were dealing with it. Um, this one is particularly, you know, um, focused on giving people a ch- an idea of not just, you know, can they do the job, but personally, you know individually is it something you want to do as well um, and that's an interesting take i think on the assessment space right 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 
And then we've got, we skipped over RiseSmart, which I actually think is pretty important. RiseSmart is, is, a, is a very automated outplacement tool. But what, the, what, what they got the product of the year award for was um, keeping track of what it's like to be an ex-employee. Hmm. That, right? And, and nobody really thinks about that. You get laid off and you're on your own. And, and so RiseSmart is kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it's automated compassion, but it, but it creates enough data so that you can understand how to improve the quality of the experience of the people that you hire. Uh, which is a, which is, you know, most people are so overwrought about the actually having to let somebody go part of the process that they don't really pay attention to what happens afterwards. And and so this is a way of looking at the aftermath. And it's and it's an outplacement model that I think, if I understand, because I had a short brief conversation with them about this, that is more economical because it is technology based versus just the services based offering, which is what you get from a lot of outplacement services. Correct? Yep. 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 That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Okay. Now, Smashfly has an analytics platform. This is another thing. So, so if Brightsmart looks. I don't, I don't know how to say this without it sounding funny. If Brightsmart looks at the back end. Um, Smashfly looks at the front end, um, and um, the 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 Smashfly analytics product gives you an overall marketing style view of large scale recruiting, marketing progress and success. So it's tracking the whole marketing process from a recruiting perspective, not just pieces and parts like we see in a lot of other solutions at this point. That's right. That's right. It's, 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 it's an interesting big picture tool. And then we've got Textio, um, who, who are also in the uh, report. Uh, Textio, uh, basically, you feed Textio a job description, and it tells you how badly it's going to skew your responses towards one category of, of employer or another. It, it's a discrimination minimization tool. And, you know, the, the, the real question here, John, is how did you know that you were picking some of the most likely candidates to win the award when you were doing your report or vice versa is it that they're doing the unique things you were able to catch on to them early on, right? <laughs> oh, you, you, you know, most of these companies are, are um, let's see, so ADP, BetterWorks, I don't know, ClearStar, Equifax, Glint, Rice, Mart, Shaker, Smashfly, Textio, Vizier. They're not just innovative in their products. They're innovative in the way that they interact with the marketplace. They are, yeah. Without a right. doubt. The, 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 ex, the excellence in these companies is multidimensional. It isn't just good product management. They understand how to reach out. And, and, and you know what? I get a lot of that flow. And so my job is to, is to understand uh, what's viable and what's not viable. Yeah, and who's on the edge of, of of some of these? I think very interesting conversations. Vizier, which is the last one that's on the list, 
um, you know, they basically are, you know, um, they got the award for their Vizier Talent Act, um, Acquisition Product, um, which is connecting ATS, our applicant tracking systems data, with talent management, core HR, and workforce data. Basically, the thing about Vizier, which, you know, you know, if you are looking at uh, analytic platforms, you know, one of the conversations me and you have had quite a bit is that there's no single platform out there, no, no place sort of that you can go where you can do all the things you generally need to do with analytics. That's pull it in, clean it, um, run a few analysis on it, go down to line item, you know, um, you know, cleaning when you find that something's not working or you have outliers, bring it back up and do visualization, right? And do it in a way that you that you're connecting a lot of different data that is at the same time frame since you're keeping those time frames in track. And there's just a lot of things that go into running a really solid analysis, which means most HR analytics roles generally use somewhere between you know, I asked, you know, someone this, you know, who who runs HR analytics um uh and diversity over at Cisco and he's you know they use somewhere in the range of six to to fifteen tools to do their job daily. Um, Vizier is one of those products, I think, that is getting as close as you can get right now to creating a platform um, where they're putting as much capability inside that platform to do analytics. Now, this is focused at this point just primarily on HR, but their goal, I think, is to bring a lot of other things into it. And the Vizier talent acquisition component is part of that, being able to analyze talent al or analytics along with you know, all the other data analytics that they, they are able to pull into it. So like everyone else we just talked about, they're well worth watching because they're doing something that others haven't been able to do at this point, right? Yeah. Now, now, now interestingly, if you look at all of these, uh, all of these product winners, there, there are things like it's, what is, what does your research say about people actually buying analytic systems? Are you, very, are you seeing an uptake still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's only I think we have 11 or 12 percent that have purchased a product like Vizier, which falls into that um, category of sort of cross-organizational specific to HR, right? Application tools, that right? Um, yeah, I, and only about 40 percent are doing any form of analytics, right? And a good portion of them are still just using Excel to do it. So right, right, and so so we haven't really found a reason yet to get hyper-disciplined about data quality. That's really yeah. what's underneath all this is, is in order to do analytics well, you have to have extraordinary quality data, and that's not a small thing. Yeah. So, and every one of these products are dealing with some form of data capturing and some in a way that we, we haven't maybe thought of previously or done in the past, right? Right, so that's the that's the when you when you ask the question that we started with, what's new? That's what's new. We have the capacity to process, store, archive, and reprocess data in ways that were unimaginable five years ago, and so it's allowing new functionality to emerge, and and yeah. that's what all of these that's what all of these tools have in common. Yeah. And look, it took us a full half hour just to go over some of these new technologies. Um, you know, we get a chance at some point, maybe next week, we might uh, find an opportunity to talk about what Workday is doing with their data as a service, um, along with ADP, with their benchmarking both, and made announcements at the event around that. Uh, and then there, which is sort of the next layer of this data conversation. Once you get it, what do you do with it, right? 
Right, right. And I really would love to have a longer conversation with you about Ultimate Software's um, um, new um, feedback and intelligence foundational element. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so much happened last week, it's hard to get through it. So I'm assuming that for the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing catch-up still on, on some announcements that we think are worth uh, mentioning. Um, but I will be in Amsterdam next week, so uh, watch out for those who listen to us live. We'll be making an announcement on when we'll be doing the radio show next week, depending on where I'm at and what time zone I'm, I'm going to be in. So we'll probably change the time a little bit. We're just not sure when yet. Okay, we'll try to let you know as fast as we can. The, the show will be available on Thursday at this time, but we'll do it live before then. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Stacey. What a good show. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Yes, you stay safe in, in your neck of the woods there, John, and, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Okay, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye now.